my experience with rye whiskey so far, and of course, what you can learn from it. In other words, we're going to talk about how to get into rye whiskey. What's up, guys? My name is Chris, and you are listening to the Whiskey Noobs Podcast. And today, like I said, we're walking through how to get into rye whiskey. I'm going to do this by walking through how I got into rye whiskey. I'm not saying that I got into it in the best way, but I learned a lot along the way. So much like I did with talking about how to get into whiskey by talking about my the things I did correct and the things I did wrong. I'm going to do the same thing with rye whiskey specifically. Why am I talking about this? Well, there's a couple reasons. First of all, you guys have been asking for more rye whiskey content. I've had multiple different people asking me for more rye whiskey reviews and talking about rye whiskey, trying to understand it better. And the second reason is rye whiskey can be especially challenging for a lot of people who are newer to whiskey. It has a specifically spicy profile a lot of the time that makes it an extra challenge for folks. Even once you've started to get good at drinking the bourbons and the scotches and the Irish whiskeys, it has an extra kick to it a lot of times. Not all the time, but a lot of times. And for that reason, I wanted to do this episode walking through how I got into it and talking about what I would do differently or how you might get into it, or more importantly, what you might expect from a few different brands, which we're going to talk about. I'm going to walk through a lot of the major brands that really got me into rye whiskey. I'm going to walk through them in chronological order and then talk about things that I learned from them and in that way try to show you whether you may or may not like it. And throughout all that, I will, of course, be doing a review. Today, we're reviewing Still Austin's Rye Whiskey. Uh, I actually, funny enough, just reviewed this on a TikTok Live last night. I've started up TikTok Lives again. Hopefully, they stick around. Uh, it, It can be hard to carve out the time to do them, but I love them so much. So, Hopefully, we'll be seeing some more TikTok Lives. But people requested it on the TikTok Live that I review it. And uh, so I did. And then I today, I was like, oh, hey, wait a minute. That's what I'm drinking on the podcast today. So we'll drink it again. Luckily, I really know what to expect right now because I just had it last night. Still Austin's Rye Whiskey. I will, of course, look up kind of the bio and the notes and all that, uh, as I always do. But let's let's start off as I'm nosing this, as I'm talking. Let's start off with how I got into rye whiskey and the different things that you can expect from different rye whiskeys. Now, the very first encounter that I can remember with a rye whiskey was actually not my own. It was at my parents' house, and I think my dad had either bought a bottle or been gifted a bottle. And we had both had bourbon, but we hadn't had rye, or at least... I didn't ever have rye. Maybe he did, but we hadn't had it recently. That's for sure. Because I remember we were both surprised by it. Uh, and we both took a sip of it and we were like, wow, that's tough. That That is something. And I don't think it's something that I like. That was my first ever experience with rye whiskey. And I think that's the case for a lot of people. Rye whiskey, like I mentioned, has that specifically spicy character. A lot of them do. And it's something not only to get acquainted to, and I don't want to say it's like a taste that you have to acquire by any means, but I think it is a taste that many whiskey drinkers will eventually naturally acquire because you'll you'll drink, even if you're just drinking bourbon, you'll drink high rye bourbons and you'll start to see that pattern and then you'll drink a rye whiskey and it won't be so painful anymore. Suddenly you'll be like, oh, I get it. And so that is a natural way to progress into it. But <clears throat> if you're curious about how I did it or about the different ones that I have sitting over here that I'm about to pull on screen and talk about, that that's kind of what I want to do. That's what I want to walk through. And I think it helps also show the portfolio that I have here should really show 
how different different rye whiskeys can taste. And I'm going to be at least popping off the corks and smelling these things because it's been a while since I've had some of them. But we'll talk about each of them individually. First, I'm going to get a quick nose of this still Austin rye. I'm not going to talk about it yet. I'm going to wait uh, probably about halfway through these bottles that we're looking at. I've got six bottles here that I want to talk about. Probably about bottle three, we'll stop and we'll we'll start off our review now that I will have then had a better taste of this whiskey. Now I'm blabbing. Let's drink some whiskey. If you're drinking along with the show, first reaction, it, it's got a lot of spice to it. I'm not going to, like I said, go into the review yet, but just wanted to mention, maybe take another sip. The second sip's a little bit easier on this, as with a lot of whiskeys, but this is a great example of that being the case. Okay, let's put Still Austin in front of my mic, I think. That seems like the best place for it just so that I don't knock it over or hit it with my constantly moving hands while I'm talking. And then we'll get into these whiskeys. Reach over and grab this guy. First up, we've got Bullet Rye. Now, I don't remember if this is the first rye that I had since that experience that I mentioned in the beginning. Uh, That experience, I have no idea what rye that was. I can't remember. But since then, this is the first one that I can think of. I imagine there was one. I, I almost... I almost could guarantee there was one other, and I can't remember what it was. But this was one of the first. Oh, I just thought of a rye that I should include in this. I'm going to have to get up and grab it. It needs to be included. We'll get there, though. Bullet rye. Let's talk about it. Bullet rye has, let's put it on the side of the screen here, it has a very typical rye taste to it, especially in this price range. So I remember getting some spiciness from it, not a ton of sweetness. It's a little bit dry on the palate, but we are in the low budget-ish price range. I'm going to wet the cork a little bit and get a smell of it. Yeah, much like I remember, uh, maybe a little bit of an oakiness to it, a little bit of a woodiness coming through. And that woodiness, especially in a rye for me, is a lot more welcome because it's, I mean, it's always welcome. But in a rye, it's like it it comes through this spicy barrier that you've got this hand reaching out and it is the oak coming to say, hi, I'm still here and I'm still comforting. That is how I view oakiness in rye whiskey a lot of the time, especially from when I thought it was harsher. Uh, so Bullet Rye, you're in that budget range, so this is a lot of people's intro to rye whiskey, and it's not bad, but it has that traditionally fairly spicy, sometimes aggressive for some people type of flavor to it, at least in my experience for my palate, but I do like it in that budget range because it's relatively inexpensive, and so it's like you'll learn from it, and one that I'm not including here is Wild Turkey 101 Rye, kind of a similar vibe. It does. It's not like a milestone for me, which is why it's not included here. But kind of a similar vibe. Uh, but then we move to a milestone that that's rather important. So I'm going to grab that. I've got Traverse City Whiskey Company's Barrel Proof Straight Rye. So this is actually barrel proof. So it's sixty or sorry, fifty six percent alcohol by volume. I don't even need to taste this one to tell you that I really enjoyed it. Of course, I've got a mini bottle here, but I'm still putting it somewhere that the the audience can see it if you're watching on YouTube. This is barrel strength, so it's got more heat to it from the alcohol standpoint, but it was a little bit more approachable to me from the spiciness standpoint, from the flavor standpoint. I This is one of the first ryes that I thought of as having a good balance to it. I was like, this actually comes through in a way that I enjoy. 
that, like I mentioned, how that oakiness can be helpful. It can be a little bit more welcoming. It has that, especially because it's barrel strength. So you still get some spiciness. You still get an herbal note to it and a little bit of what I would call like a pine, a little bit of a black pepper that builds on your tongue. But this one came with more of a sweetness, a little bit more of even like a white sugar, maybe a touch of a caramel, a little bit of that barrel coming through because it's barrel strength. And this was one of the first rye whiskeys that I recall trying and saying that I actually like because I had Chris Fredrickson on from Traverse City Whiskey Company in episode 73, I think, maybe 76. It's somewhere in the 70s. If you want to listen to it, go give it a listen. And we walked through it and I remember thinking, hey, this actually has balance. This actually has an element to it that I like. I still wasn't gung-ho into the rye whiskeys, but I was like, this has an element to it that I enjoy. And then I had a different rye whiskey that I forgot about until recently, uh, like until sitting down to do this podcast. So I'm going to go grab that bottle because I think it's important for us to talk about. I don't know how I almost forgot you. Middle West Spirits Straight Rye Whiskey. Now, if you've been following on social media and I think on the podcast too, I've been talking about Middle West quite a bit lately because I really enjoy them. They're local-ish to me. They're in Columbus. I'm only a couple hours from there. Compare that to Kentucky and and they're local to me. Uh, And I, I like Middle West Spirits, but their rye stood out for me. It doesn't have an overwhelming sweetness. Like it's not like it just covers all that spice, but it's almost like the spice is toned down. So it's almost like the whole whiskey to me was a little bit more mellow. And I remember thinking that was a little bit more approachable and it was approachable without having so much sweetness. So whereas with the Traverse City, in my experience, I got the spice, but I got oak and sweet to match it, to help match it. The opposite kind of happened with Middle West Spirits. I just got less spice. Now, there wasn't too much sweetness either, but usually if you got like that with a rye whiskey or with the ones that I had had where this is the spice, this is the sweet, I'm using my hands right now, but your spice is way up to 10, your sweet is way down to like 2, the spice was down near that sweetness. So it melded out a little bit. And that's not to say there's not a lot of body. There's a difference between having body and having punch. And this this still had a body. It still coats your tongue with flavor, but it just didn't have so much punch to it. And so I remember thinking that that was a little bit comforting as well. And this was really before I was into rye whiskeys. And so I, I still didn't necessarily like it. I didn't find myself reaching for it on the shelf. But I remember thinking there's something a little bit different going on here. Now, as I'm walking through this, a lot of you guys might be thinking, well, of course there's something different going on here. A bunch of rye whiskeys taste different. And if you're thinking that right now, then that's good because that means you're more experienced than I was at this point in the stage, at this stage of trying rye whiskey. But if you're not thinking that right now, then you're probably in the same position that I was, where I was like, all these rye whiskeys have this distinctly punchy something about them that I don't like flavor. And that's where I was. So I... These first three are really meant to illustrate, and we're going to get more into it, but these first three really are meant to illustrate how you can think that it tastes like one thing, but you'll start to see this trend. You're you're going to start to see as you try different rye whiskeys that they do have a pretty different taste, and that might sound obvious to some people, but that might sound unbelievable to others because it was unbelievable to me at a certain point. Now, let's try this Still Austin Rye Whiskey because I've been sitting here smelling it out of my glass as I sit here, and I want to take another taste of it, start off the review a little bit, and as I do, I'm going to bring up the flavor notes and the bio and all that on my cell phone. Let's do this thing. I didn't even notice up to this point that they call it The Artist. It's kind of small in the bottle. 
uh, I get it. They like to show off their artwork so that you don't see so much uh, the label. But I, I just now noticed that it's called The Artist. How about that? It took me until now, and I've had multiple glasses of this. That's a fail. Okay. The Artist, Still Austin's Straight Rye Whiskey. This is 99.6 proof, so 49.8% alcohol by volume. It's it's almost 100 proof, almost like right on the teetering edge. And it's made from 100% Texas-grown rye. And so far, oh, and I think it's also aged at least two years. Now, here's the thing that I'm getting so far. It gives me a lot of that rye spiciness that to some people can be unapproachable. But what I've learned to love about this is it brings so much flavor with it. I've I found this with a lot of rye whiskeys, so it's not just Still Austin, but it's the reason that I picked Still Austin for this episode because it has it's kind of like I mentioned with uh, Middle West Spirits how that brought the spiciness down, brought the sweetness down a little bit. Still Austin rye has like a lot of spiciness. This is what I would call full bodied in terms of the rye sitting on this table. Full bodied and full. I just mentioned there's a difference between body and punch, right? Full punchiness. It's got the full punch, but it's also got a lot of flavor to match that, to back that up. On the nose, I get nice herbal notes. It has a little bit of a pine tree type smell to it, which is really nice in the fall and in the wintertime right now. And it has this herbal, somewhat spicy, just overall, it it comes across with this sweetness and this body where you're not hunting for the flavors, but it's spicy. And so you're going to get that on that nose. But then when you move to the palate, still spicy. I still get a little bit of that pine needleness. I still get a lot of like herbal type of notes to it, which we'll start to break down here. And I get a little touch, you get that barrel, like I mentioned, kind of reaches through, kind of helps you out a little bit, gives you some of that oakiness, and a little bit of like a cinnamon. That's one thing that for, for me sets this one apart a little bit, is I get this little bit of like a cinnamon, and what I discovered last night during my live was something that I consider like a molasses. And I get this weird base molasses note in a lot of rye whiskeys, and I I don't know if molasses is the best descriptor. I haven't found a better one yet, so I'm saying molasses for now. But there might be a better way to describe that a little bit. A little bit better of a way to describe that, I should say. So that's what I'm getting so far. We will walk through the flavor notes that still Austin says you should get. I looked them up, but I haven't read them yet. I just went to that page. And I'm going to continue talking about this, drinking it a little bit, and then we'll wrap up with the notes that they say you should get. For those who are newer here, I want to mention, I do that because I want to give you my unbiased opinion before I've read those notes. I want to tell you what I think I'm getting from it and what I like about it, what I don't like about it. Before I go to the distiller's notes, because you know you're getting from me what I think I'm tasting, what I think I'm smelling, what it's reminding me of. And that could be different than what the distiller says. The distillers are not always right. But I also want you to hear what the distiller has to say because then you're getting, it's not my opinion, it's not my palate, it's the distillers, which is kind of like the thing we should compare to. We don't have to agree with them, but it's kind of the basis. It's kind of like, this is what they say you should get. Whether or not it's what you're getting, I want you to have both of those perspectives. Now let's move on to the next bottle, which will be probably the hardest bottle to get here. There's some smaller brands, actually, so those can be a little bit difficult to get. But from a big brand, this is the hardest bottle to get here. Sazerac Rye, otherwise known as Baby Saz. This is not like the the, uh, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection Sazerac. This is Baby Saz. This is the cheaper one. This is in the $30 range, sometimes even the $20 range. 
Sazerac Rye is made by Buffalo Trace. And I, this is one of the first ones to really change. Like I mentioned, each bottle so far has given me something a little different where I'm like, these have a different flavor to them. Sazerac Rye was the first one to really change it for me, where I was really like, oh, this tastes approachable. This tastes enjoyable. I was impressed by it. I still am. I still, for the price, find it rather impressive. I think it's a really good bottle of whiskey. It has a little bit more of a sweetness to it. Definitely tones down the spiciness of the bottle. Definitely you're not getting as much of that spiciness. I'm going to give it a quick smell here, actually, so I can talk about it with some fresh memories in my mind. This is also giving me a lot to compare this still Austin to by smelling each of these bottles. Oh, yeah. It's got, it's got a... A sweetness to it. Th- this brings out more of the slightly more welcoming baking spices and puts away a little bit of the aggressive baking spices. You're going to notice you get an herbal and a spice and sometimes baking spice type note from a lot of these ryes. But there's different ratios of all those different types of spice. And Sazerac rye, baby Saz, is one of the ones that starts to bring for me the sweeter spices, the sweet and spicy, and a little bit less of the strong and spicy spicy, if that makes sense. A little bit less of the um, capsaicin type of spice. It still has some of it, don't get me wrong. But I think it's so approachable for the price that I, I had to mention it, especially because, like I said, it, it was a little bit mind-blowing for me the first time that I tried it. I thought something different's going on with this bottle. There's something that I like about it. I will briefly mention Barrel Seagrass because it has a special place in my heart, but it is finished in three different types of casks, which gives it a significantly sweeter, different taste to it than rye whiskeys, which are not finished in some type of a used cask. And I don't believe any of these are. These are all straight rye whiskeys, so they're not going to have that extra finish, uh, it, they're not going to have that uh, that extra sweetness that comes with those finishes either. I wanted to mention it. I love it. I don't think any less of a whiskey for being finished, but that's not really the thing that I'm talking about here. I'm talking about these straight rye whiskeys and how they had enough variety that it really started to make me question my original thoughts on rye whiskey, which is why I want to talk about it. That's why I think it's important to talk about. Because, like I said before this, man, before these whiskeys... I really was like, these all taste the same and they all taste terrible. That was where I was. And and now I'm not really that way anymore. Which brings me to my next bottle. Wheel Horse Rye. This is their 101 proof rye, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I will give it a a smell here. But uh, I really enjoyed Wheel Horse. They actually sent me this bottle for review a long time ago. Um, And you can see I haven't drank too much out of it. But I haven't drank too much out of any of these. I should be clear about that. Like, these are all... Uh, you'll notice there's a lot of bottles I have that I haven't drank too much of. Starting to get more into rye, though, so I'll probably be revisiting a lot of these. But Wheel Horse, Wheel Horse Rye, I remember this one, you're going to see a trend where they continually get more approachable. Although, I think this one brings us back a little bit to a little bit more spice, but a little bit more sweet. And if I remember correctly, I'm about to give it a smell, but if I remember correctly... That thing that I'm calling molasses, that's probably not a great descriptor for it. It's probably not molasses. But the thing that I'm calling that, that a lot of these rye whiskeys have in common at their base, that kind of comes through that spiciness, 
this had a lot of it, and I liked that. It made it more comforting, and you, you got a little bit more spice, but you got more of that comforting type of note that probably, in my guess, comes from the barrel. It comes from the oakiness. It's this sort of a dark, sweet type of flavor, this, this burnt sugar. Burnt sugar might be a really good description for that. Burnt sugar might be what it is that I'm tasting. I'm going to taste the uh, Still Austin again and see if that's what it is. But I'm going to smell this wheel horse first. Yeah, that's nice. And something that I think uh, Sazerac gives me, I think I remember Wheel Horse giving to me as well that I forgot to mention, a little bit of a fruitiness. This is You'll start to see some fruitiness come out, especially as you get more into these rye whiskeys. And the last bottle that we're going to, to do has a lot of fruitiness in it for me, for my palate, and uh, one of the reasons that I enjoy it so much. But you'll you'll see that you start to get some interesting flavors start to pop out of different rye whiskeys as you continue into all these different varieties of it. You're not going to just get that spice cabinet-esque flavor, which to me is more of a traditional rye whiskey taste. I think still Austin has a great traditional rye whiskey taste. Uh, but Wheel Horse, I think I remember, I don't remember what fruit that I said, but it has a fruitiness to it to me maybe like a maybe it's like a dark fruit or something um and i I can't taste it right now obviously but you'll start to see that fruitiness come through and of course i am gonna uh, walk through kind of i'm gonna wrap up my thoughts with some concluding statements about the things that i think you can pull from it but you are gonna get seven mini reviews in this episode because i i do want to walk through all these bottles and then one full review but yeah, that, that's where Wheel Horse left me. And, and Wheel Horse was really a turning point for me online because I remember I did the review of the Wheel Horse ride and I enjoyed it and I started to think, I think I do like rye whiskeys and I think I need to try some more. And this was kind of behind the scenes. I wasn't doing too much trying rye whiskeys in the forefront yet. But when I tried Wheel Horse, I was thinking, I think I need to be trying some more rye whiskeys. And that's where we then get, this is kind of the landslide. This is like where I, the slippery slope where I started getting into rye whiskeys to where I am now, which is still learning about rye whiskeys, no doubt. Uh, but this is the one that really started that for me. These all made me curious. These all, these four in the beginning, the Bullet, the Traverse City, the Middle West, and the Sazerac, the Baby Sazerac, really piqued my interest, made me curious, made me open to continuing to try rye whiskeys, but they didn't like start like not for any fault of their own, but I didn't start to want to learn more about rye whiskeys, probably because I was still learning so much about bourbon on here and on TikTok and on Instagram. Wheel Horse is where I was like, I think it's time to start learning more about rye whiskeys. And that brings us to our next bottle. Redwood Empire. Uh, specifically, this is their Rocket Top Straight Rye Whiskey. Now, I might have reviewed these in the opposite order, but it's important that I do this one next because we're talking about the progression of my interest in rye whiskey. And Rocket Top really, really, really piqued my interest in rye whiskey. This had such a different flavor to it. I remember, so I got a few different bottles from Redwood Empire. Pipe Dream was the first one that I got, and I loved it. And I I got some more bottles from them, and I thought for sure, for sure, the thing that I'm going to like the most is either going to be Pipe Dream because it's a bourbon, or it's going to be Grizzly Beast because it's also a bourbon, but it's a little bit higher proof. And I thought for sure that's going to be the case. The bottle that impressed me the most, 
maybe because I had the lowest expectations, was Rocket Top. Uh, this specifically is their batch number two of Rocket Top. I haven't tried batch number three yet, although I do have a bottle that I'm planning to try here soon. And it is bottled and bond, so it's exactly 100 proof. And it's made with 87% rye, 5% wheat, and 3... No, 5% malted barley, and 3% corn. So one more time, that was 87% rye, 5% wheat, 5% malted barley, and 3% corn. Now you're going to notice, there's wheat and there's corn in this. And that gives it a different flavor. This came through to me... This is the first time you're going to hear me use this description. It came through kind of creamy. It came through with this weirdly white sugar cream flavor and that is one of that really was like okay this is a turning point this is interesting something is going on with these rye whiskeys they do not all taste the same like i thought they did and so <clears throat> that really opened up a door for me uh so rocket top i'll give it a quick smell even though i already told you what i got from it because i'm pretty sure i know what it tastes like because i've tried it a few times oh yeah oh yeah it's got like a creaminess and like of course, that spice is there, but when you have the cream with the spice, it's a little weird, and it's very herbal still. It's still got those herbal... It's like... How, how do you even describe that? It's like creamy herbal. Like if you had like a nice herbal soap that still had that uh, creamy-ish smell to it, I don't even know how... That sounds like a terrible description, but that's kind of that's kind of the way I would put it. it. Doesn't taste soapy though, but that's kind of the way that I would put it. So, these bottles so far, we've got Bullet, we've got Traverse City, we've got Middle West Spirits, we've got Baby Saz, we've got Wheel Horse, and we've got Rocket Top. Those bring us up to the last bottle that I want to talk about today. And I just recently did a review of it. And as as I mentioned, I'm just getting into these rise on social media, guys. So, like, this is happening in real time. You're experiencing this with me. This company, though, really, uh, like, I, I keep mentioning these bottles changed my opinion about rye. I think after Rocket Top, I was like, that's all the surprises that there are. That's as surprised as I'm going to be by rye. Uh I found it. I found the spectrum of rye whiskeys that there are out there, and everything else is going to land in that spectrum. You've got Still Austin with that super traditional taste. You've got Rocket Top with that super not traditional taste. I found them all. That's it. And then I tried this company, and I was like, now that tastes like something different entirely. I almost couldn't reach it. That was close. I was like pulling it by the little tag that's on the bottle. Hard Truth Distilling. Now, you're going to look and you're going to say, wow, Chris, uh, there's not a lot of whiskey out of that bottle. This was so life-changing that you drank like an ounce of it. First of all, I don't drink very much, so just take that into account. Second of all, I did a barrel pick with Hard Truth, and that is where they really blew my mind. But, of course, I tried just their Sweet Mash Rye as well, which I did a review of online, and was equally impressed. I was like, this tastes different. This tastes good. This tastes sweet, and it has kind of a fruitiness to it and that's that really is what grabbed me about about hard truth so i'm not going to reveal too much about the barrel pick yet but i will say it had a very unconventional rye flavor in my opinion it to me it tasted not like i expected 
a rye to taste. It has they we tried multiple, so I'll talk about in general all the ones that we tried. They in general they had baking spice, they had sweetness, they had a little bit of a caramel oakiness came through nicely. There was one that was very fragrant and almost tasted bourbon esque, and I remember tasting that one. We were like, "This is weird. This tastes pretty bourbony. Like, what's going on here?" Uh, and then there was my barrel pick that just had a fruitiness to it. I'm not going to get in depth on the notes. Soon enough, that will come. Uh, it had this wild fruitiness and this wild flavor profile that I'm in love with. I'm buying a couple bottles of my own barrel pick just to be fully transparent. And that blew my mind. Uh, and so then we got to, uh, you know, I, I'm try, I tried their bottle, of course, their normal bottle, not the barrel picks. And I did a review of it. And that's where we got to right here. That's what got us here. Uh, and it still, it still had crazy kind of sweet kind of strange flavors to it. Uh, and I don't want to, to overemphasize how much I liked it because I like every bottle on this table. If it made it to this table, it is because I think it is good. I think it is enjoyable. And I think it gives you a new perspective on the flavor profiles that different rye whiskeys can have. Uh, I just want to highlight Hard Truth, especially because I hadn't even heard of them until uh, very recently. And then when we went to do our barrel pick, Ryan suggests them. I'm doing this barrel pick with that one dude, Ryan. If you don't know who that is, go look him up. And his, it's actually that one dude, Ryan. Like, that's his handle. And I'm doing this barrel pick with him, and he recommended them, and we tried them, and I'm like, this is different. And so that's why I was so impressed by them, and I don't hear anything about them, and I think I should. Uh, one of the reasons that we wanted to do a barrel pick with them. So I will give this one a quick smell, and then we're going to finish up our uh, review of Still Austin, and then I'm going to talk about why you should care, what you can learn from this, wrap up our thoughts on rye whiskey. Yeah, it's, al- it's those baking spices, I think. It's almost a... Uh, a sweet baking spice, woody, kind of reminds me of like a pie crust or like a graham cracker. Uh, it has just weird things to it about it that I really enjoy. And it's not aged super long. That's another really interesting thing. Um, and, and a lot of rye whiskeys don't have to be aged super long. Uh, but it it impressed me. I thought it was very interesting, very confusing. And uh, the barrel pick, I think, in my opinion, it's I'm in love with it. I love this bottle that we, that we picked for this barrel. And if you want to get in line for that barrel pick, by the way, if you want first dibs on it, join the Patreon page. I highly recommend it. Uh, you don't have to, but don't feel pressured at all. Uh, if you join that Patreon page, you're almost guaranteed, if not guaranteed, to get a bottle of this next barrel pick. If you don't join it, I can't guarantee anything. Uh, if It goes to the email list after that, and if they don't buy it all up... It, they probably will, but if not, then it goes to the public. Um, the last one didn't make it past the email list. I shouldn't say they probably will. I should just say no guarantees after it gets that far. So just so you're aware. Um, but you don't feel any pressure to join the Patreon page. But if you do, I really appreciate the support. It's incredibly, incredibly helpful. That's enough about the Patreon page. Let's finish up this review of Still Austin Rye. I'm going to talk about the notes that they say you should get. And then we're going to talk about rye whiskey as a category in general. We're going to, we're going to break it down quickly and summarize it quickly i think burnt sugar was wrong um i think it is more of a molasses in my opinion or maybe like a light 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 drop of maple syrup in there that flavor a little bit of like a sour fruit and i think if you like things that are slightly spicy and or sour things that make your jaws tingle I think you're going to like this, and I, I do like those things, and that's one of the reasons I think I like this so much. When I smell it, it almost makes my mouth water a little bit because it, it gives off 
that jaw tingle smell and that jaw tingle flavor. Uh, and that's one of the things I really enjoy about it. I'm like leaning on, on these bottles of rye whiskey cause they're right in front of me. Uh, so in a nutshell, what I've gotten from it, I get a little bit of that oakiness comes through, but I get, I get four front spikes. I get a lot of spice, a little bit of a pine tree esque note for sure. Herbal notes, maybe like a touch of ginger, a little bit of cinnamon and a little bit of oakiness that comes through that to me makes it a touch more welcoming and maybe a sour candy or a sour fruit or, uh, Ooh, maybe like a sour apple. Okay. Now I need to drink it. I need to think about that. Sour apple might be a good way to put that. It might be, but let's talk about what, Ooh, almost knocked over a bottle. Let's talk about what still Austin says you should get. Let's scroll down to where their notes pop up. Okay. Let's see. Hmm. A little different than what I said. We'll see. On the nose, they say honey, cherries, fig, cloves, and coffee. I disagree with a lot of those notes. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to try. I'm going to smell it again, but I disagree with that a bit. I think cloves and coffee is are, are both fair. Coffee is an interesting one that I did not get, but now that I'm looking for it, I can see it. Um, cloves, I also didn't specifically call out. It's not a common thing for me to think about, but I, I could see that, but I way more herbal. Um, I, I don't know if they're avoiding saying pine or, you know, maybe I just have a super different palate than whoever wrote down these notes. It's got a pininess to it. It's got a little bit of a herbal. I mean, herbal is the best way that I can put it, uh, type of a flavor to it, but uh, honey, honey and cherries is in fig are kind of tough. I could say that fig might compare to what I was thinking of as molasses, but that's more so on the palate for me. Honey is really sweet for what I'm tasting in this glass. I'm going to take another sip. Or no, it's actually on the nose they said. I'm taking another sniff. You could almost say you could almost say like it's a not sweet honey. That's the best way that I can think to put it. So it's tough for me to say. I would add. I would have added a lot more spiciness on the nose, and maybe they don't want to do that because you know rye whiskey is known for being spicy. They don't want to scare people away. But I think this this has a very traditional ish rye taste to me from the ryes that I've had. This tastes like what I consider rye, and so I wish I saw some more about that. But let's let's move to the palate. <clears throat> the palate they say chocolate, apricot, sandalwood, ginger, and caramel. Now the palate I can agree a little bit more with. Um, not the chocolate. I don't get chocolate from it. Sandalwood and ginger. Yes, I agree with that. Sandalwood's a great way to put the the woodiness that comes through. Now, like I mentioned, there's still a little bit of a welcoming oakiness. Maybe if you combine that sandalwood and that caramel, you get what I would call welcoming oakiness. But I think sandalwood's a good descriptor. I think ginger is a very good descriptor. I think I might have even mentioned that before reading these. Apricot is maybe the the sour fruit that I'm getting from this. So apricots are obviously very sweet, but if you think of like a sour apricot flavor, like an apricot candy that has that soury, sugary stuff on it, then I think I would agree with that. Um, maybe that's kind of the sour fruit that's coming through, or like an apricot that's not fully ripe yet, that type of a flavor. So I agree a little bit more with those palate notes. Still, once again, I'm shooting way more for the spicy than they are, though. I'm 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 seeing the spice, and I don't know if they are until the finish. So then they finally say on the finish, rye spice, nutmeg, 
clove, cinnamon, molasses, orange zest, and nutmeg. The finish I agree almost wholeheartedly with. For me, that's what the majority of this glass of whiskey was. Orange zest I haven't thought too much about, though. I'm going to try it one more time, and I'm going to think about that orange zest. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Now, the finish, the finish I agree with. Um, I think where I disagree is it seems to me they made nose, palate, and finish significantly different. And I don't think they're that significantly different. I know that that is a trait of a good whiskey, and I still think this is a good whiskey. But I don't think the nose, the palate, and the finish are that significantly different. I think they're all somewhat similar. But that finish, I agree with wholeheartedly. I even mentioned molasses, uh, definitely in that baking spice area. I mentioned cinnamon. Uh, a lot of those are flavors that I was definitely getting before I, I read them or even knew that, that, it was a, that it was a recommended flavor from Still Austin. So undoubtedly agree with the finish. Uh, maybe they just need to bring the nose, the palate, and the finish a little bit more together. Don't make them quite so different. Now I'm going to even out these bottles so that it's four and four in front of me. I just made it three and five. That was really cool. Even out these bottles on the other side so that it's four and four in front of me. Why? Because it annoys me that it's not. My camera's backwards, which is really messing with my brain. Okay, let's talk about these eight whiskeys in front of me. Now they're four and four. That's a little bit better. Rye whiskey. So what's the lesson of this episode? If you're listening to this episode, you might have caught a really big lesson from this episode, and that is that all rye whiskeys do not taste the same. Uh, many of them taste wildly different. And in front of me, there are eight bottles if you're watching the video version, you're looking at those eight bottles. I'll read them off one more time. You've got Bullet, Traverse City. You've got Middle West Spirits. You've got Sazerac. You've got Still Austin, Wheel Horse, uh, Rocket Top by Redwood Empire, and Hard Truth's Sweet Mash Rye. Eight different bottles, eight different tastes, and a few of those that taste wildly different, that just taste extremely different from what I would expect a rye whiskey to taste like. Honorable mention to Barrel Seagrass. Honorable mention to Barrel's Rye Batch Number 4. I really enjoyed that as well. And honorable mention to a lot of rye whiskeys that are out there doing heavy lifting that I haven't even had yet because I'm still learning a lot. But the overwhelming moral of the story is that I always thought rye was this really narrow category that whiskey had to fit in, and that's not so much the case. And there are, there's a wide variety, a wide spectrum of flavors out there with rye whiskey. That, that, those are eight, I think, good examples of different directions you could go with rye whiskey. And of course, it is, it is more narrow than some other categories of whiskey. If you include finishing, though, then it widens up again, much like bourbon does. But it is not as narrow as I thought it was. I mean, I, I definitely thought that this is a way narrower category than like bourbon. And once upon a time, that was probably true. But I don't think that's really the case anymore because you've got a lot of different people doing a lot of different things in the rye whiskey world. So those are things that you can expect as you're getting into rye whiskey. Now, if you came here for tips, if you want a couple of things to keep in mind as you're getting into rye whiskey, the first would be if you're in bourbon and you can't get to rye yet, try high rye. I think high rye is a really good way to start to appreciate those rye notes while still having a bourbon. You still got that base of the corn and the oak and those flavors, but you start to see some of that spiciness, a little bit of those herbal notes a lot of times with high rye bourbons. And there's a plethora 
plethora of good ones out there. In the budget range, I love Old Granddad Bonded because I think it does show off those rye flavors pretty nicely. Four Roses shows off rye flavors really nicely as well, too. Most of their different types of... They have multiple different bottles, Four Roses, that I really enjoy. So that's one tip. The other tip is try to focus on separating the alcohol burn from the spice burn. There's this black pepper, hot sauce, chili kind of capsaicin spice that a lot of these bottles have. Try to notice and separate that from alcohol burn because at least for me, I was confusing the two and it made it more unpleasant and made me not able to really focus on what I was tasting. But if you notice that, it can help you focus on what it is that you're tasting. Be aware that there will be some of it and try whichever of these bottles or similar bottles sound the best to you so that you can focus on the things that you like. And then I'm going to give you the same tip that I give for all types of whiskey, and that's focus on the nose and find a note or notes in that nose that you enjoy, then look for them in the palate because it gives you something to focus on. It gives you something to look for, and it will help you to enjoy that palate a little bit more and help you to not accidentally focus on the things that you don't like about it. Those are just a few quick tips on how you can get into rye whiskey. And hopefully, I mean, I'm still learning. So hopefully I'll come up with some more tips as we continue down this road with rye whiskey. But it's been a fun road so far. I hope it has for you guys as well. And hopefully this opens the door into rye for some of you guys. If you tried the Still Austin Rye because you're on the email list, then let me know whether or not you liked it. That has been my journey into rye whiskey, what you can learn from it and how maybe you can get into rye whiskey. For those of you who have been more into rye whiskey than me, maybe throw me a comment on social media or through the email or however you want to reach out, especially if you're on the Patreon, shoot me some DMs or some comments. I'd love to bounce notes off of each other as I'm still learning quite a bit about rye whiskey as well. That's all that I've got for this episode, though, guys. This has been seven mini reviews and one full-sized review, so thank you for listening. I hope you learned a lot about rye whiskey from it. I will leave you guys with learn to drink, drink to learn. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you need more Whiskey Noobs content in your life, make sure you check out our Patreon page in the show notes. And if you like the show, please make sure to leave a five-star rating or review. It only takes a couple of minutes, and they're way more helpful than people realize. If you want to do tastings alongside the show, make sure you join the email list by sending an email to whiskeynoobspodcast at gmail.com with a subject line that says email list. You'll receive monthly emails with a list of the whiskeys that will be featured throughout the month so that you can buy them ahead of time. You can also find more Whiskey Noobs content on Instagram at Whiskey underscore Noobs and on TikTok at Whiskey Noobs Podcast. Once again, thank you guys for listening. The Whiskey Noobs Podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol.